Welcome to the Clam Bake! Welcome to the Clam Bake. It's a fresh take on a question all this time. If a woman is alone in the forest, will she still be undermined? It's a sorority of equality. It's a bonfire of a patriarchy. Come on, your hands, bring your moms, bring your dads. Come to the Clam Bake with me. It is the opposite of a sausage fest. I'm Angela Gullner. And I'm Lindsay Stidham. And we want to be better feminists, damn it. Dang it. Each week we interview different guests about their experiences, challenges, triumphs, and follies with feminism. Being a human is tough. And being a feminist is complicated. But our best resource is each other. So let's get talking. Welcome to the Clam Break. Uh, <laughs> Ange, how is your clam? My clam is so tired, like deliriously tired. Yeah, you, had a, you stayed up uh, like... A lot of hours straight. Right yeah, when oh, we yeah. went to the slut walk, you were yeah. like surviving on no sleep. Yeah, I did a night shoot uh, this past weekend, which will have been probably a month ago when this airs. And also, we went to the Amber Rose slut walk, which was incredible and fascinating. Awesome. Content coming from the slut walk. Yes. Stay tuned. Met some really, really awesome, awesome people. Um, so many cool ladies. Yeah. And so I'm just kind yeah. of like, reco- my body is recovering. I'm. I'm tired. I'm burning a lot of candles at a lot of ends and getting ready to launch the Kickstarter campaign for Binge, Yay! which I'm going to now pimp out on every episode. We're going to crowdfund Binge. Yes. We're going to make a full season. Check it out on Instagram at Binge the Series. We'll update you constantly. Yay. Um, how are you, Linz? How's your clam? I'm good. I had such a fun time at the Slut Walk. It was really invigorating. What was um, your highlight? You know, I didn't expect to meet so many women um, who are sex workers, but it was, like, very cool that we did. And um, they were out there advocating legislation to protect sex workers, which I really believe in. And I like that they were so visible, open, and honest there and that it was an empowering place for everyone, I think, overall. Yeah. The sex workers that we met, too, seemed to really enjoy their jobs. Yeah. Um, and that's, I feel like, a side of sex work you don't always get to hear about. Yeah. And they're passionate. They're passionate about what they do and what they stood for that day. Yeah. Um, and also just talking about the meaning of the word slut, but I don't want to give away right. our upcoming content. Um, so, yeah. Great clam check-in. Should we... Uh, play a little intro video about our guests that we're going to have on today? Yes. Let's let's play it. Film sticks, TV sticks to people's heads. These ideas about women, other races, other sexualities, what we say carries a lot of weight. When I was growing up, I didn't see anybody who looked like me. We all want to see ourselves. And because of that, I've grown up wanting to create art. There aren't that many opportunities yet. I have to create my own opportunities. I don't want scraps, I want it all. I want women to be shown the way women actually are. We're not just cardboard cutout stereotypes, we're complex, beautiful human beings. In mainstream television, almost 80% of shows actually have more male characters than they do female characters. When you have one group of people who are the main focus, that tells everyone else that they are less valuable. We think that that's bullshit. Women are actually more valuable in this industry. Movies starring women makes about 20% more money on average than movies starring men. Now's the time, you know, just unapologetically, now is just the time to create the type of content that you can create. It's important for people to be raised up 
Everyone should get their own hero shot. At Blue Fever, we are building a destination for the best entertainment. Made by people like you. People can come and they know that the content they get is not only going to be great, but it's going to really focus on women. It's a place where we can all just come together and create amazing content that's real and it's relatable. We're lifting each other up. We're celebrating each other's successes. Achieving something together is so much more powerful than achieving it alone. So please become a badass now and sign up. Blue fever. Blue fever. Blue fever. Blue fever. Catch it. We have Greta McEnany and yes. Lauren Tracy. Yes. Is it COOs or CEOs? What is the difference? Founders? What do you like? Just call us founders. Question. The founders. Yeah, yeah it's fine. I like the word founder Beaver. too. It's a good word. Yeah. Why do, you, why do you like that word? It's like it's powerful. Founded it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I founded it. You founded it. Found it. Like we created a foundation. We, we found it on the street. You're yeah. creating for feminism. You're creating the foundation. They are. For so. Blue Fever. Guys, I'm going to cry into this for a second. You can. <laughs> you can. Blue Seriously. Fever, your company, Blue Fever, incredible, almost at the one year anniversary of the launch. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. December 6th. 5th. Coming up, coming up. I'm the memory um, bank of the two of us. I love it. Lauren is equally as fabulous. More um, so. More so. A <laughs> Boston native. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love it. Uh, also filmmaker. Masshole. A masshole. Yeah. A real masshole. You can just tell. I lived in Boston for a while. Yeah. You're allowed to say yeah. that. We can yeah. tell. We can, <laughs> yeah. we can feel each other's yes. like, masshole-ness. Oh, yeah. Anger. <laughs> Um, Lauren co-founded an organization that brought financial awards to female f- uh, filmmakers. Her collaborators include NYU, Avid, and the American or the Academy Award-winning director Catherine Bigelow. Love what up? What? She's the shit. Lauren's produced over twenty video projects um, and was a finalist director in the Lionsgate 2015 New Voices of the Twilight Saga competition. God, um, I love it. Yep. <laughs> Prior to starting Blue Fever, she co-created the original digital series, original digital, I like that, original digital series, mm-hmm. Transylvania. That's hysterical. That this is, is really funny. About a girl gang of vampires? What? Where can yeah. we watch it? I want to watch that right now. I eat people. <laughs> and mice. So we're going to put it online soon. We have to edit that. Well, the the first five episodes are up, but we have to do the sixth yeah, one, and to, then we're going to release it to, around to Halloween. Clari- to clarify, though, what we've created is almost like the prequel to that. Um, We have, like, the series is all written out. It's about yeah, a girl gang of vampires who deals mm-hmm. blood out of a spray tan salon. Oh my god! So funny. <laughs> I need yeah. this show. I yeah. know that's how we feel too. So we haven't. So we've shot kind of prequel stories of the characters, mm-hmm. and it's basically like short little short little clips of them. Um, and we yeah, it's like the web series version of like the twenty minute like yeah dark which, comedy, which I'm we'll obsessed. eventually do on Blue Fever. Yeah, it's I'm like obsessed. Yeah, it's it's a super super. We wrote it show. with like six of us total. The web the short web series. Yeah. Oh, and the um, long no, one, no, the too, long one. Yeah, we, we basically took, like, five or six of the Blue Fever creators, and we would do long-distance writer's rooms. So, oh, like, so cool. We just got on the phone for, like, hours and hours and hours at a time and just wrote stuff and hashed it out, and then everybody basically <laughs> took a character and wrote an episode um, or two, depending, 
and centered uh, around that character kind of like orange is the new black where they where they like do it like follows the different yeah ones. Mm-hmm. it was oh my gosh i'm still it's really fun i'm still laughing at the last one that chloe wrote it's like probably my favorite yeah it's it's gonna be when it actually happens it'll like be so fulfilling you know what i mean so I can't exciting. wait. Can't yeah. wait. So yeah. before we go any further, mm-hmm. tell us about Blue Fever. Great. Well, hold on. Back up. Oh. We got to start every podcast oh, with you're the right. same question. Yeah. Our first question of every podcast is, are you feminist? Why or why not? Definitely not. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. You know what's so interesting? Yes. Yes, we are. Um, today, we were actually texting with a young woman who was like, hey, I think you guys are so sweet, but I think feminism is a cancer. Actually, have the text on my phone. Um, Whoa, and, and literally, like, it was crazy. She goes, but you seem so nice. Whoa. And I was like, we have some education to do. So we'll get back to this texting thing. But yeah. essentially, with Blue Fever, we're now texting girls' videos. Yeah, so we're, we're gonna telling her. I was telling her that. But yeah, it's um, it's really interesting. You see a lot of different views represented because a lot of these women for, are from all around the country, right? Yeah. And we live in this nice little bubble um, in Los Angeles. But uh I, I mean, I'm a feminist because I believe men and women are equal, and I think that uh, we talk about this a lot, Lauren, when I got out in the world. My mom is actually, she's a fierce feminist. She teaches feminist theology. Wow. And like, so she's, cool. yeah. Where does she live? She lives in Northern California. But she, she's going to come down. Come be on. I want to talk. That would be amazing. Oh, my Feminist my theology mind. is like the class that made me leave christianity <gasps> oh my god my mom teaches theology of marriage and feminist theology want, and she, she must can, be on this podcast she can also like call in she can call us too yeah, so, yeah. oh like she would love oh, well she she god. wants to come down and visit so we'll just have her come on she would um, die yes. she rosemary she's her master's in divinity too and she's a clinical psych phd psychologist so she's what the fuck she's super cool she's a badass yeah my mom's an ophthalmologist yeah which is no she's not sorry she's sorry she's a nurse <laughs> I was like, she's an eye nurse. I'm sorry. Your Nursing cuts, is a really hard job. Your mom cuts eyeballs mom, open. And, but she enjoys, yeah. Your mom's a serial killer? Yes. My <laughs> okay. mom is Dexter. <laughs> Her mom's <laughs> fucked up. Okay, going kind of getting, getting, getting us back on track. Basically, I grew up in a house where my mom yeah. was saying feminist shit all the time, right? And... <laughs> And I found it kind of annoying, right? That like it's your mom. Really? Because it's your mom. Because it's your mom. Because like everything can't be, well, like, and men this. It's just like, can you calm down? Right? <laughs> to oh, be clear to Women love we were, hearing that. When we were in this USC class, every other <laughs> sentence that came out of Greta's mouth, by the way, it was like a room full of men in this just entrepreneurship like engineers. class, right? Yeah. Just like white engineers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she white. was just like, and you know, when you look at it, Oscar's so white, right? And it's like all men. And you know, all of Hollywood is like this and all of AI is like this and all of tech is like this. And so you look at it, it's 90% men and they're mostly white. And she's like staring at this white boy, <laughs> right? And then she pauses <laughs> and she's like, and you just have to, you know, no offense to them, but you just have to think about it. <laughs> Every other amazing. sentence. So like you are Rosemary now. You two should have a reality show that follows <laughs> you guys around. You're really, really funny. Thank you. That's yeah. so sweet of you. Yeah. a lot. Some fucking yeah. nutcase up here. Yeah. But p- point is, I grew up with that a lot, right? You hear, like, you hear that a lot. And as a kid, um, you don't know what shit is out there. And I think that when I, when we both, we've talked about this, like I said, when we got out in the world, we realized that the world that our parents promised us and that the media promised us and that everybody promised us wasn't the world 
that you know we walked into and on my first film um bite size you know katie is is, is she's more of a frenemy than an enemy right <laughs> yeah but, but like, god had, bless her you know I, for what she's done for us completely, honestly completely completely um no she's a pioneer but i worked on that film with uh four four guys and i was the only woman and we created this production company from the ground up made the film and I just like dealt with a bunch of sexist shit and that's like in my you know 22 to 24 that's when I really realized oh so this is how the world works and that's when I it was really solidified that I was passionate about women's rights and getting equality I think that was like the tipping point for me yeah how about you Lauren 100 percent um i didn't think about feminism until college and even then i don't know if i was thinking about the word feminism per se but um i grew up i'll just take you way back i grew up a tomboy (laughs) um daddy's girl still am i get made fun of for this all the time my dad's one of our co-founders and we like a weird adorable. relationship. It's so no, cute, but everyone else is like, her dad's obsessed. He's obsessed with, her. with you, and it's weird. <laughs> that is like okay, like when you think about the quintessential American dad, like that is her dad. Yeah. Her dad's like, I like fixing things, and I have like go down to like the beer bar down the street. It's such a, I don't even know if there's a beer bar, but like I like he goes your like nondescript accent he's for like, her dad. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, he's in Massachusetts. He has no accent, but he like, but he like goes. Yeah, he does have an accent. He has a mass hole accent. It's not like a Boston accent, though. It's, like, slightly on words. It's, like, a Philly accent because he's from Philly. Yeah, that's from Anyways, but he, like, it's just, like, he's, like, the dad that shows up at, shows up at all the sports games. And she yeah. was, like, the firstborn son, even though she was a daughter. Aww. And, like. Yeah, so yeah. he, like, mm-hmm. I grew up playing sports, tomboy, whatever. And, you know, he loved that. Would come to every game, blah, blah, blah. But I was raised kind of, like not thinking about gender I think because of that for mm-hmm. some reason and um then and and just like a confident person you're a confident person too Greta but I you, you okay wait also I just have to tell you guys that Greta just put her face closer to the mic and shook her head as if it could hear her <laughs> but that's a passive aggressive move um sh- yeah we're both we're both confident but I I don't know. I, I feel like I didn't realize that other people weren't, I guess. And then when I got to college, I realized that especially my female friends weren't as confident, confident as my um, male friends in film school. This was. Um, and that's when I became really aware of it. She went to a really technical film school as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, so if you think about that, too, of like women coming into film to learn the art of being a director, a cinematographer, mm-hmm. and knowing all the gear and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, yeah. It took yeah, me like so long to touch gear and like gear. Yeah. Like only in the last three or four years of my life. And I went to film school, but I went for a screenwriting. That sounds like a you, euphemism. You go, yeah. Glenn Coco. Yeah. Touch, Where did you go? Touch gear. Um, I, I went to Rochester <laughs> Institute of Technology. Cool. So like there were eight colleges, I think, in it. And then and one of them was like the design and the film and photography school. And then everything else was super technical. Yeah. So we were very technical That's as cool, a though. result, um, which felt natural to me, I guess. But. But Lauren's really good at skill-based games. Okay. She's good at and <laughs> touching gear and problem yeah. solving. That's a great combo. I became a professional editor. Yeah, all, all of the technical. We things. can call her dad if you'd like to hear more. No, 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 no. Let's Rick call him Tracy, right now. I hope you never hear this. Um, 
Anyway, so he was actually the one that pointed out to me that I was going to be a minority when I got to Hollywood if I wanted to go there. And I was just like, what? Like, legit, what are you talking about? That's crazy. Um, Because at the time, female filmmakers were like seven, somewhere between seven and 11%, depending on the year that you were looking at. And now, of course, it's lower. But he was like, that's terrifying. And I just (laughs) wanted to know, like, I wanted you to know what you're getting yourself into so that literally like we can prepare you right that's amazing though that he had he had those statistics prepared and had that conversation (laughs) with you yeah it's also amazing that you had such a childhood that was so So well sheltered (laughs) yeah but also sheltered is one word for it but also like you were treated with such respect respect yes 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 sexism wasn't a part of your like upbringing but no but you know what's really interesting is that only about I'd say a year ago-ish, when we asked Rick if he was a feminist, oh, he's yeah. working on Blue Fever, right? Co-founder, like, we're, you know, we're running stuff for the most part, but he's, like, a founder. He was like, I don't know if I'm a feminist. And he goes, well, what does it exactly mean? Like, just didn't know the definition, right? So it's like that, it's that barrier. And, of course, he's older, so, like, grew up in a time where feminism meant something very specific, mm-hmm. and, and that's we're just in like a different time and it feels different now but then we explained and he was like yeah yeah (laughs) we're like yeah we know we it's clear um so yeah uh very much so and to me I think the thing that makes me like the most angry in the world is when a especially a young woman doesn't feel confident when she should because of the environment that makes me extremely sad i think i think it's one of those things when you were saying yeah and i didn't even know that that you could live in a way where you weren't confident right because you're Uh, like i'd always grown up like that i think that that is the effects of the patriarchy is that you don't even know right it's like the matrix like you don't even know what's possible you Mm -hmm. don't even know what's being taken away from you because you never had it to begin with right right? like you don't even you just you don't know and i think that that's the scariest thing and when we find young women you know uh and we'll go into what we are later but when we find young women and they watch some of the content that we have like you know uh series short films it's not like they're Googling this stuff going, I want to watch female driven stuff. But when they watch it, there's like a visceral reaction. So there's like something really cool happening right now. I mean, look at this podcast, right? That's like evidence of that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Well, give us the elevator pitch that you got to, you got to give of blue fever. (laughs) Let's give, let's both try. You want to put your uh, hands over your ears and then I'll do mine and then you do yours and we'll see like where we land. Whoa, I love love this game. Blue Fever is a video streaming... No, I'm going to start over. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. Do it again. Keep keep going. I'm like, fucked up. So, sorry. Are we allowed to swear? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do whatever oh, you want. Sh- Fuck. Okay. There you go. Um, Bitch better have my money. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, you can't, you can't, you, you can't use words, son. <laughs> you can't use the words. <laughs> They're going to have to edit the shit out of this. Okay. (laughs) All right. Ready? Hit it. I'm so sorry. So Blue Fever is a video service where young women can text Blue Fever what they are feeling and experiencing, and we will text them back the best short movies and series and more for them. Love it. That's amazing. So cool. That's so cool. Okay. Okay. Your turn. I really hope it's as good as yours. Oh, <laughs> you can listen to mine. You can Wait. listen because you already oh, did yours. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
You're right. You're right. You already went. You can miss it. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, I'm on zero sleep right now. Go. Okay. Um, Oh, God. I usually tailor it to who I'm talking to. Mm -hmm. But, um, okay. Blue Fever is a video discovery service for young women, Gen Z millennial women. Uh, Stop nodding at me. You're unnerving me. (laughs) Um, uh, uh, Where they can come to watch the best movies and series made by and curated by or picked by people like them. We send you video texts uh, every week. Uh, to uh, make you feel better about yourself and make you feel confident. Amazing. Was that kind of close? Yeah. Yeah. They were close. Yeah, yours was like three times longer, but they were the same. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Great. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you mine? We're in good shape. Yeah, tell me yours. Okay, I said uh, Blue Fever is a video service where young women can text Blue Fever their Mm -hmm. feelings and experiences, and we'll text them back short movies and series uh, to fit their moods. Mm Hmm. Yeah, it's more concise. Good. <laughs> it's all but they're both good. It's just they're, like when you have a screenplay, you need the short log line, the longer, and the longer log line. Ah, totally. Same. So is it all text-based now, or is it on the internet? Yeah. Yes well, and no. I don't know. Yeah, yes and no. So if you so if you want to go to bluefever.com, it still exists. There's still content there. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an exclusive series right now called Nasty Habits, which honestly is some so of the better bad. writing. If you were a screenwriting major, some of the better writing I've I've ever ever witnessed. Yeah, um, shorter, long. Sh- yeah, she has a series one, uh, series one, season one of Nasty Habits. Um, Christina De Leon, and um, we're releasing season two, uh, one episode a week right now. But season one's up there, and they're, they're both short, on Blue Fever. Yeah, and they're short vignettes, and basically it's just about like all of the nasty habits we have in our relationships, whether that be romantic or otherwise, and it is fucking great yeah. i love that yay like she makes you cry like three minutes in. you're like why why am i crying like how'd you do that so we're just to be clear we're treating the um text message as sort of the way to engage our audience all the time and get really personal with them and then um if you want more than three videos a week then you can go deeper on the on the platform right now cool so so this is so you're curating the content and mm-hmm. distributing it out mm-hmm. But you will, in the future, be creating Blue Fever originals. Mm -hmm. Correct. So the whole goal, right? I mean, the entertainment industry is in flux. It is in... It's changing so fast. shit show, right? And nobody knows what's going on, like, from the top to the bottom. So, which is kind of liberating, right, for everybody who's at the bottom. Um, Terrifying for everyone (laughs) who's at the top. Yeah, let them Um, shake. (laughs) I agree. Let all those white asshats shake, like (laughs) fucking Harvey Weinstein, which we can... Yeah, talk about we're, later. It's one of our questions. That? Yeah, we're getting there. We'll get there because I, I'm embarrassed. I actually today? don't know. I, I haven't seen okay, the news We'll today. talk about it. We'll oh talk my ready God. to freaking cry or light something on fire. Oh, oh let's do that. I, I was okay. just going to say your use of ass hats felt like particularly polite. <laughs> oh, okay. Then I need to know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about yeah. that. So, uh, yeah. So the goal, the goal, right, is to be very data driven because that is something that nobody at the top can tell you, oh, well, you just feel that way. If we can come to them and say we have, you know, 10,000 young women who are watching 60 percent, 60 percent of them are watching every video we send them like that is 
hard cold data that shows that people want female driven content yeah right like uh you you can't argue with that so our whole goal is to uh collect all of that data and go ahead and you know say okay this is what people are watching this is what they're responding to let's go ahead using that and um say like christina for example right did this series nasty habits say it performs like amazingly which is doing really well then we can go ahead and be like christina all these people love you they love your work they're gonna freak out if you make something else what if we, uh, you know, what if we funded something and you've got that script lying around and you're a genius writer, you're a great director, let's go ahead and have you helm that creatively because you know how to do it and everybody loves the stuff you've done and we'll support you through that and make it a Blue Fever original. So that would be the goal, right, is to collect mm-hmm. data, make content so that nobody can shut you down and you and it's not hard to find money. You know what I mean? Because that's what yeah, we all deal with now. So you're yeah. just talking and dream makers yeah and music so can i <laughs> can i ask about the money component can i yeah. ask yeah. that oh yeah. yeah how what's going on how do how do you get it how does one get money yeah um okay well how? we're scrappy motherfuckers so, we're, so, believe it. so yeah. we bootstrapped for a while mm-hmm. and now uh we're we've raised close to half a million dollars half a million dollars which is sounds like a lot it's like not a lot of money um, in the scheme of things. Sure. Um, and it's we, not enough for us to be funding content yet because yeah. we have so much work to do on the audience side so mm-hmm. that we can actually serve that audience the content. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, basically we raise that money that is going towards building out the infrastructure, right? Once you have that infrastructure, once you have that audience, once you have um, that data that we're talking about, we can go out to other uh, producing partners, right, who have that capital. Because it's really interesting, not not to get all geeky, but there's two different kinds of investors in our world, right? Get there's, geeky, there's, please. There's yeah. tech investors who invest in tech companies, right? If you think about, like, a Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, that's, like, you know, the most common example. Um, or an Uber, right? Like, fuck Uber. Um, fuck <laughs> Uber. <laughs> Uber only take, take Lyft. Lyft. Lyft for life. <laughs> yeah. Lyft, are we getting paid for this? Um, <laughs> we should. But but there are tech investors, right, who expect a certain kind of return on their money. And it's um, a less – I mean, it's risky. Every investment's risky like that, but it's they de-risk themselves. Mm-hmm. Then you have film investors, right, who invest in a movie, and it's like, who knows? Who knows yeah. going to Flush that down the toilet. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And like those are they went to a casino. They're like, we'll see what happens. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Those are really high-risk takers. So the tech investors, whose money we've raised, they don't want to be investing in content, right? That's not smart for them because mm-hmm. they can't guarantee any um, – that's not a business. Uh, but those investors, right, who are comfortable investing in film and TV, who have done that before, go to them and be like, hey, this is a great opportunity. Oh, and guess what? We'll make your money back. Yeah. And have them be like production partners is the goal. And we already have some people lined up and people who've been excited. We could even do some interesting crowdfunding with that, which mm-hmm. won't be the as hard as it was before. Because right. if you have people who are really excited about something yeah. um, and they're like, oh, yeah, like. We, we can make it work, but we have people who want to put that money in when the time comes. Please tell us about your um, non-romantic work relationship and how you found each other. Unless you, it is romantic. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, you don't know. We live in the same apartment. I'm getting married do next you? week to a guy. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> same apartment? That's beautiful. You do? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Angela and I have thought about that. And then we we're like, no, we'll fucking kill each other. We'll share it. What? What? You're more wives than we are. Yeah. You don't understand. When we say scrappy, we're like for real. Yeah. 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 I love it. I love I the love level that. of insanity in this room. Yeah. Oh. I mean, and but I'm going to be honest. It's kind of like it's been an evolution of forced scrappiness because yeah. Lauren, um, technically, 
lives on the East Coast. But not really. She lives here in L.A. Her fiancé lives by himself on the East Coast. <laughs> Wait, is he going to move here? Yeah. Katie, you great. Yeah. yeah okay. he's, gonna, he's, he's, gonna, he's working on it, but he has a very successful company that he started. So he's dealing with his success and it's trying like, to hey, babe, why don't you just down? leave all those people and that family and that money and come out here for the dream of all the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> but so, he's sort of like. Okay, he's kind of taking. I want him to have a modeling career, and I want to manage it. But we'll talk about that later. (laughs) Point is, point point is that Lauren would come out here for uh, a week. Like she'd come out here for a week at a time. Yeah, because you used to live when I met you. You lived on the East Coast in Boston. Yeah, Yeah. and then it would be like two weeks, and then it was like okay, maybe maybe she'll come for like a month, right? And then it kind of became apparent that um, that she needed to take over the second bedroom. At one point, we were just like, "Oh, Lauren lives in Boston," and then we were like, "Wait." No, you actually spend more time in Los Angeles. And I was like, I live here, actually. <laughs> yeah. And so she lived with, um, like, you know, at first it was like an air mattress situation. And then I kicked my roommate out and she took that room and my boyfriend moved in. So we lived with, like, my boyfriend and. Yeah, third wheel. The there we new, go. <laughs> and it was great. And then he went to med school. So now it's just the two of us. It's beautiful. And it is beautiful. Yeah, it's great. It It's actually, people ask us all the time, but it's like we haven't known anything different. And we met mm-hmm. in line at the Sundance Film Festival for a movie we both didn't get into. Oh, my God. We I believe it's Pussy Riot. But we're we, not sure because we, we didn't go. The Sundance Film Sundance Festival. Sundance is a yeah. magic maker. Like the year or two after that. Yeah, we met you two years after we, we met you. We also met cool ladies standing in line for shit we didn't get into. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It is the thing to go pick up. Yeah, chicks. pay a lot of money to go to Sundance <laughs> to just meet cool bitches in line. Yeah. But yeah. actually, but actually, that's a great investment. Speaking of investments, I mean, like, yeah, that's a whole new kind of stuff. Now looking back at it. So yeah, so we met and um and yeah, it was just like a progressive thing. And then we, we you know we weren't friends before we started working together, and so it's kind of like developed into this i won't i will never forget the day now she's in my wedding i'm gonna get all teary-eyed but i remember like somebody was asking like who's your best friend and it was like in front of you and i was like lauren and then i it just kind of hit me and i was like holy shit lauren's my best friend. i'm sorry we've talked about this like multiple (laughs) times but like but i'm like it's you're still coming to terms with it i'm still coming to terms (laughs) with it and i didn't think i'd be in your wedding and then you were like will you be in my wedding bitch so (laughs) yeah it's great. I just got Yay. my dress fitted this morning. I love it. I love this story. Yeah. So it's a true <laughs> it's a true romance and we get a lot of comments of uh people around us being like you speak your own language and you've never seen founders work like you guys do and I didn't even realize this until people told us though right because we just were like Mah. and I, I and now <laughs> like <laughs> very specific yeah super, well we just yeah, that's, it. <laughs> 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 that's the that's the it's good sorry Thank you should you. probably good language like, offensive but yeah but we just really <laughs> realized that um we just realized over time with people telling us from the outside how special that relationship was. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we realized how hard it is. I mean, you guys know this. Mm-hmm. You probably it have totally the same is. It's so yeah. hard to find your your other half in, in work almost harder than it is to find like a you know, yeah. romantic partner. Yeah. yeah. Probably yeah. True. To be That's honest. True. It, it is. feels like there's more at stake. It does. Is that wow. dark? Is that really dark? What? No, it's not dark. Is it love hating? <laughs> I'm like, That's it feels deep. like there's more at stake, right? Like, well, because you also have like, okay, like, also she, romance can like move slower. Romance, yeah. romance can move slower, but also it's it's kind of like when you get in a romantic relationship, you never get in it. Um, you you get in it knowing 
like when you get married right you're like this is for the long haul but you get into a friendship or a business partnership no. there's no kind of like time period of what right. that you is don't know. yeah you know also i just think like because we write together as well as do this podcast yeah. sometimes you put so many hopes and dreams in a project that i guess like that's what you mean like sometimes it feels like there's a lot at stake because like your emotions are tied up yeah in it that. feels like <laughs> lauren and i are not strangers to that because literally our significant others are like mm, we never talk to you yeah and then yeah. greta like sobs to me and then i only cry to her like once every Year. two months <laughs> tell us what okay. blue fever means what does that title mean yeah okay mommy do it this time so, blue is the most common color in and around the earth, right? The oceans, the sky, etc. But it is one of the hardest colors for the human eye to actually perceive. Whoa. So, <laughs> there's like a limited number of like rods or cones and we'll ask Lauren's mom who's an eye nurse about yeah. that later. Although she didn't even know this, which was really interesting. So Phone it's not, not very well known that uh, can't can't be seen very well by the human eye for thousands of years. There was no language for the color. There was no word for the color. So like the Odyssey, the Bible, etc. didn't exist. It was one of the last dyes to be made in ancient Egypt. And do you guys remember like a couple of years ago, everyone freaked out online when nobody knew whether or not this dress was blue or black yeah. or white oh, and gold? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So that was like a modern day kind of holdover, we think, of of the issue of a lot of the population not being able to see the color blue because the dress was blue and black. It was. It was. Think about it. <laughs> um, and so blue is like women in the industry and at Sorry, large. I'm just going to keep refilling my glass. No, that's so. totally fine. Well, and we... It, well, what you cannot see, you don't have a name for, right? It doesn't yeah. exist. Mm-hmm. So women's stories haven't existed. No one's been telling them. We're like everywhere and nowhere at the same time, just like blue. Just like blue. So mm-hmm. now we're going to be seen like yeah. blue and we're going to spread like a goddamn fever. Oh, my God. Shit. It's so good. <laughs> I, lo- I love. <laughs> I mean, I, I like, can't yes. tell if she's actually crying. Uh, I can't tell if I'm actually crying either. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hot in here. <laughs> Cracks, tears or sweat. She's Both. just like dehydrated from the alcohol yeah. and, like, <laughs> and, the, and like the heat and the yeah. patriarchy. Oh, yeah. it's killing me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that so much, you guys. Thank you. <laughs> so, what were them. the films and or and or creators that drew you to want to work in this industry? Because you've chosen not only like the hardest industry, but the hardest position for women to be in. Like, because you've chosen the intersection of technology and entertainment. <laughs> yeah, where the, we just like go into that like shit. a sign that says like. Don't Do come in here if you have a vagina. <laughs> like, literally, we start our pitches off to men. We're like, like tech, Hollywood has a sexism problem. And they're like, mm-hmm. and then And then they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. then they get it. Yeah. Um, but I'll yeah. start this one because it's yeah. weird for me. I still think about it all the time. This is Lauren speaking. And it's like, nobody can ever tell us apart for some reason. Um, Which I think I sound like a chipmunk. And I think you sound like... <laughs> Like a bear. An alto. Like I'm the soprano <laughs> and you're the alto. Like this is super clear. Anyway, we'll take a poll That's when we it. announce this: who's the alto, who's the soprano. I would love that. And if people call me a mezzo, fuck them. I don't even you know heard what it that here. Means. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> and fuck Uber. Um, okay, so again, growing up with uh, in, in like a childhood where I like didn't think about sexism that much or gender that much. Um, my dad like loved movies and shows and stuff like that, and I just grew up watching the stuff that he did. And um, when I realized I wanted to be a filmmaker, it was because I was watching all this stuff like by guys. And I, 
I guess I've just never, um, I, I don't think maybe quite as much about uh, unconsciously, like if this person looks like me, then I can do that thing. I was just like, oh, I want to be a director. Oh, I like, um, can you not hear me? No, just there you go. Oh, is that better? <laughs> You're um, my favorite movies are like all about white dude entrepreneurs. Like all of Interesting. that. Yeah. Like, name a few. Yeah. Like, Citizen Kane, There Will Be Blood. Yeah. I feel like getting, like, serial, uh, the serial killer well, thing. Well, you do. Runs ha- it runs like in your family. Edges. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then, <laughs> shit. And then, uh, The you Social Network, it. et cetera. The Social Network is so good. Another such um, a good movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. Um, and I was just like, this is what I want to do. But I didn't realize at the time that I loved all those characters and it was because I wanted to be an entrepreneur. No idea. I didn't realize that. Um, but yeah, so that's, th- those are the things that really ended up inspiring me. And I love directors who like have figured out how to basically tell the same story over and over again and figure out what their brand is, what they're obsessed with. Yeah. So like Hitchcock and Tarantino are sort of like the the ultimate version of that for totally. me. Um, yeah, you go to a Tarantino movie, you know what you're getting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A Wes Anderson movie, you know what you're getting. And yeah. and what is that? Like what Greta and I are obsessed with now is that's maybe unconsciously and in some cases consciously uh, building your audience and like understanding mm-hmm. how to do that. Hitchcock was like a real master. I don't think Tarantino is quite as like conscious of that. He just does whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. But Hitchcock was like, I am going to put myself on camera, right? Totally. I'm going to make this show and I'm going to talk to people about what I like and then I'm going to make things and I'm going to like subtly put myself in the background and then my face becomes a logo and yeah. right? Like that He's is a master really interesting. Brander, you're right. Exactly. Damn. Good exactly. on you, Hitch- Hitchcock. So yeah. that's my shit. <laughs> Good on you, Hitchcock. <laughs> yeah. Um, the question was what filmmakers inspired us? Uh-huh. Yeah, what content creators like mm-hmm. got you into this whole crazy situation well, Greta comes from the theater and acting world. yeah I come from the theater world so I I did musical theater professionally before I before I did film so awesome yeah so Put I am um, will you sing us something that? yeah well really? I was singing <gasps> you before will you sing us something right yeah, now I'll sing you something oh my god will you yeah I just got nervous I mean I'm a little bit nervous too I don't know what you want me to sing a one now I feel so much two, pressure singing like a, a one nursery two three <laughs> You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. Greta said, I love acting, but I realized that my job as an actor was to audition and I wasn't down for that shit. I just wasn't down for having a job interview like like 10 times a week. I wasn't down in L.A., especially theater so hard. You have to drive like an hour, two hours and you have to sit and you have to wait. And um, and it's just like I think it's about understanding um, what you love about acting or what you love about directing. Right. Versus the lifestyle you have with it. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. When I graduated from USC, uh, our speaker, President Sample, was like, you have to he asked us a lot of questions, but he said one of them is how do you feel about money? You know, do you want a lot of it? Do you want a little? Because it's like if you are going to go be a starving artist, then you better be okay with what comes with that, right? Because there are a lot of sacrifices. There are also a lot of joys. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that I had to kind of find my sweet spot of like, I love performing and I fully intend to be on Broadway one day. It'll probably just be when I'm like 60 
or you'll 50? play the witch oh my god so you're god. you're like stupid good you're like in, your voice is amazing <gasps> oh my god. god it's like gorgeous i'm gonna cry Oh is he like one of your so the question was like what were the creators no, no no here's the thing makers. here's the thing Greta brought Greta here I don't know how else to describe it other than that that's what I feel like yeah I believe that yeah that's what, what that I don't know I don't know I've had a little Prosecco but that's what it feels like <laughs> oh my gosh I think I think I was brought here because brought here it's like what are we heaven like i was on <laughs> this podcast maybe yeah. i i feel like i am where i am now and it, it it took some time i would i was always battling in my head right of like whether i'm a performer right and just an actor and i feel like you guys probably feel this way right yeah. it's like mm-hmm. am i just an actor but i feel like i want more control and i want to tell my stories and stuff but then i also had this really strong social justice um side of me like my dad um was a driver for the Black Panthers at one point like my parents are very um passionate about social justice and I think that was hammered into my head and so I thought uh you know that was always something I wanted to do and is a thread throughout everything Mm -hmm. so I couldn't really like reconcile just acting and I love to do so much sure so that it was kind of like when I met Lauren when I was like I'm not going to just make another indie feature again even though that was successful and great I I was like, I want to solve something and I want it to be meaningful, you know? So I don't know if there was like any one influence. I feel like many things touch me and my soul and like there are countless films and songs and musicals and I just like, I love, I love art. I love humans expressing themselves. Amazing. Yeah. I love it. Amazing. What are we To pivot slightly. Oh, we love um, pivoting. <laughs> How have you guys personally experienced sexism in the industry? this is a tough one because I think a lot of the time it's happening and we don't know Mm -hmm. until later because we don't know anything else right Um, so oftentimes what happens is that we're and I'm specifically thinking about tech and investment here as opposed to film at the moment but um, we sort of go was that we like come out of a meeting we're like was that what we think it was and we're like pretty sure and then later someone else will tell us like that person did the same thing you know it's that kind of thing yeah I mean I will speak in the entertainment industry I dealt with um sexism in a microcosm right so I never worked at like I never did the agency thing you know how people are like I put in my dues I'm an assistant I was like fuck that noise I'll babysit Um, so I I made an independent film and worked like I told you with four guys and had just some of like the worst experiences where shit got really real for me I mean when you're in your early 20s that's like a really tough point in your life right you're figuring out who you are on so many levels in the arts there's no clear path Right. So you're feeling, especially if you're an overachiever and you want to go into the arts, you're like, it's the best way to describe it. It's like you're climbing up a mountain and there's little footholds. And then you finally like try to keep climbing and like there's no footholds. And yeah. now you have to figure out how you're going to get from like the top of this mountain to the clouds. And like you have no tools. Um, and so when I was in my early 20s working with these guys, um, I, you know, they would tell me things like, 
like you've you've been gaining weight and i feel like and i feel like and i'm sorry childhood obesity movie yeah they were like they're like it's bad for it's bad for look for the movie mind you the movie wasn't coming out what does that even mean and i'm and i'm i mean you guys see me i'm not a fat person i've never i've never been i i I there's anything wrong with being fat no no but i've but i've never been an overweight i mean i've like been bigger at times but i've never been like a a clinically obese or fat person right so for the fact for someone but i have had body image issues because we all have body image issues and and they would tell me that i was fat and the two guys who told me that uh were former fat kids and would still like binge eat and stuff you know and and i just was like i never shame you when you order a pizza like when you roll up to mcdonald's i'm never like maybe you shouldn't do that because you're directing a film about childhood obesity um so that i mean at one point uh i uh one of the guys i told him i was like I had been telling him, like, there's, like, repeated instances of me being treated like a secretary, and we are all equals, and this and that. And he goes, you know, I've actually started to, I've started to see what you mean, but I don't want to change it because it kind of works, sir, it helps me. And I was oh. like, what? <laughs> like, he's oh. just the dumbest fucker, but, like, the most honest, and, like, he just was, like, flat out with that. That makes me furious. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's really frustrating. And I got to the point where I like really wanted to hurt myself and seriously considered it because of all of this constant. Like they used to talk about, oh, this film's going to get into Sundance. When we do, like we're going to get festival pussy. Like just you wait, <laughs> um, you know, which is funny. I like doubt they got any pussy. And um, like when we were late for meetings, they would I just never heard the phrase festival, festival pussy, pussy until tonight, but I love it slash hate it. Yeah, like you, like you love it. Like you love it. Yeah, like you, um, oh my God, like they'd make me, they'd make us do burpees when we were late, like to like keep us in shape for meetings. What the like, fuck? It was just like a, f- I was in that like That is a, the weirdest thing I've I ever heard like and I am a sports <laughs> You were in a very weird indie film cult. Uh, my favorite very though, weird. this is my favorite story to tell and sorry dude if you'd never listened to this podcast, but uh, this one guy on the team, I won't say who it was or what his role was, but he goes... He's like, I want you to tell me, like, he was trying to kick this one guy off the team. The one guy I got along with, of course, the gay dude. And he goes, I want you to tell me, like, what you think about, like, about everybody on the team. And I was like, that's not really, like, your business. Or that's not really my place. Like, but why don't you tell me? What did I say? I was like, I was like, but I'll tell you how I think about you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you I think about other people. And he goes, okay. And I was like, I think you can be a bit delusional sometimes. And it's really hard to work with. You're a hard worker. But when you're delusional, it's like really hard to push through. And he just looks at me and he goes, now I know how Gandhi must have felt. (laughs) Now, now I know how Abraham Lincoln must have felt. And to his credit, another guy in the room goes, dude, I think this is what she's talking about. And and I was just like, that like that's the kind of delusion I was dealing with. And that's this is like bonkers. a white straight male who's like the son of a surgeon, like never, never had to pay for, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like fucking crazy. So yeah, so I went through some really dark, dark stuff. And I think after that, I was like, I will, I will never go back there. Feeling so bad about my body, feeling so bad about, you know, like, being in just a toxic environment. I feel like your experience is your experience is a movie. Uh, if you if you, a, a satire. Oh, oh, um, oh, oh, so oh, it's being written oh, already. Because oh. at one point, I will do a plug for this. At one point, the guys thought this is her favorite part. Two guys go. 
oh, the two most annoying ones go you know what <laughs> we had a distributor right who was like I want to distribute the movie Netflix all these things they're like you know what we should take the film door to door sell DVDs door to door okay get like a caravan I mean I'm all for hustle and stuff but like <laughs> but, it is a good TV show but like okay so my friend who I was telling all of this to like throughout the process she's a girl and was just like this is some bonkers shit like this is a, this is a show yeah. basically right yeah. like it's all this one big show and so she um she was like I want you she started writing and I've been helping her when I've had time to write a, a movie called uh, Death of a Salesman <laughs> and it's about the two of them going out to sell DVDs door to door in America and they get like run out of Oklahoma by like a Girl Scout Just troop DVD of a like, salesman like it's they very funny. like and then the whole time it cuts back and forth between LA and them on the road and in LA at the end of the movie they finally get to like a nursing home in Florida is where they end up after all this crazy shit <laughs> and they are there <laughs> And then they turn on the TV and the film is on Netflix. And all they did was like all for naught. And they went on this crazy journey. So it's actually. But films- didn't you say that they're like, we did it. We got it. on <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like I super it. silly. But it- <laughs> I, I'm going to. That uh, is so fun. Um, so we'll just update you about what's happening with Harvey Weinstein. So the New York, oh, please. Thank you, God. The New York Be Times. The New York Times, uh, finally, they've been working for years on this story, apparently. No. They finally oh, broke yeah. a story about his <gasps> sexual harassment Fuck. of many women because they got people to go on record. So Ashley Judd went on record, which <gasps> is like the big one. Which really? she's a fucking yeah. badass. Yeah. So she's, she's like, like stuck her neck out totally. so many times. She's not the only one who went on record, but she's probably the most who, famous one, I guess. Who, yeah. who else that we might know? I um, can't remember who else. I, I like have... Uh, not even there, read the full article yet on purpose. I was like, Ugh, I don't know. Not read everyone this. was public. Yeah. But it was like enough people went on record Previous, finally like, to publish. And, and assistance yeah. at his company. It's really interesting. One of So them- he's taking leave of absence, <sighs> even. To get therapy for his problem. Yeah. Yeah. Poor because baby. you're the one who needs therapy. How about no one, everyone else? But yeah. Greta, no one told him because he's from a different time and a different generation. Shout is that what he's saying? Say yeah. His statement is really, really. How was he supposed to know re- not to sexually <laughs> assault women? What? Yeah. Yeah. Let me read it. Let me find. I'm going to find. It, are there details? Fucking. My there what details. he's done? Yeah, yeah. What did he fucking do? Um, like he makes was, women it, shower in front of him. Yeah. And he likes <gasps> to start walking naked and ask for massages and stuff like that. Um, what? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. You know, it's so interesting. What? <laughs> I, you know, I can't wait to talk to, I'm not going to name his name, but he left the Weinstein Company. He was there for 12 years and he is such a feminist yeah. and now is one of the production partners that he, he might be working with. He probably knows some shit. He probably knows some shit. I want to like text him and be like, holy yeah. shit, aren't you glad you're not there anymore? This is what Harvey Weinstein has to say. Can you read it like him? I don't know what he sounds like. Uh, it came of age in the 60s and 70s when all the rules about behavior and workplace were different. That was the culture then. I have since learned that it is not an excuse in the office or out of it to anyone. I realized some time ago that I needed to be a better person and my interaction with the people I work with have changed. I appreciate the way I've behaved with colleagues in the past has caused a lot of pain and I sincerely apologize for it. Though I'm trying to do better, I know I have a long way to go. That is my commitment. My journey now will be to learn about myself and conquer my demons. Over the last year, I've asked Lisa Bloom to tutor me, and she's put together a team of people. It is not that hard to not 
sexually harass and assault women. It is not that hard. I've uh, brought on therapists and I plan to take a leave of absence from my company and to deal with the issue head on. I so respect all women and regret what happened. I hope that my actions will speak louder than words and that one day we will all be able to earn their trust and sit down together with Lisa to learn more. Ew. Jay-Z wrote in 444, I'm not the man I thought I was, and I better be the, that man for my children. The same is true for me. I want a second chance. What? Yeah, he yeah. decided to just drop parallel dro- between no. himself and Jay-Z. Yep, he did. He did. He did. <laughs> Wait, who, like, Weinstein quoted Jay-Z? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's yeah. a fucking... There's just so much wrong. I feel like he just read his own eulogy like so or some so much shit. to unpack in this <laughs> so much to Trust me, this isn't an overnight process. I've been trying to do this for 10 years, and this is a wake-up call. I cannot be more remorseful about the people I hurt, and I plan to do right by all of them. Fuck you. Are you kidding me? It's There's like, like oh. absolutely disgusting. It's just like level upon also, level of the cra- rules. Crazy. Rape was illegal in the 60s and 70s. It's it is well. There's not bonkers. As far as I know, there's no rape ac- accusations. But like severe psychological sexual harassment. Like I just over like I just like over. that he's like that the rules were different. So I just play by the rules. Not like I have a moral compass and right. like I should act like a human. There were people in the sixties and seventies. Did proofread that statement? <laughs> I feel like uh, much like Trump, nobody was holding back on no, that statement. No nobody was given any advice. Wow. My, I just, I, I want Jay-Z to make a counter statement real bad. That's a really great point. He probably has on Twitter. It's like, I do not endorse Harvey Weinstein. Please do not. He's going to sue him for like using his lyrics. I, uh, I mean, our main question was like, yeah, what, when what? stuff, we didn't actually say the question. We were just like I updating know, you just, on the situation. Just, thank you. So, Step one. So step two, like when stuff like this prevails, because, you know, Harvey Weinstein is a multiple Academy Award winner who has championed many incredibly talented people. So, you know, it's like a huge Hillary person. Yeah. It's like, you know, in in some ways he's boosted people's profiles throughout the industry and you can't deny some positive ways. But this behavior is inexcusable and it happens again and again in our industry. So how do we navigate a world that still feels like behind for what we're okay. trying to achieve. I, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We have, have lots of fucking thoughts. We have lots to say. <laughs> I don't want to play in that world. I was just going to say that. We Fuck don't subscribe Awards. to the world anymore. I think Done. playing inside of it gives it validation, right? Mm-hmm. And everything that we've done up to this point has basically made us realize that we just need to bypass that shit and build our own ecosystem. And if we don't subscribe to this is the award show that means everything, this is the this, this is the this is Netflix is the thing, Uber's the best, whatever it is, right? <laughs> um take lift. Take that. Uh, <laughs> Literally, guys should be getting some money from this. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Then, in the end, in 20 and 50 years, like, there will be a big chunk of the population that is, like, okay. And that is avoiding, you know, these yeah. these problems. I just, I, I literally was going to say the same thing as you. Hive brain. Hashtag hive brain. <laughs> I think it's just, like, when I look at the Academy Awards, I go... I don't really care. Yeah. And that's shitty, but 
on a certain level because people work really hard. And that was like the only thing keeping me from like turning off my television service. Really? And I now I'm like over it. I just don't care because I don't feel like it's fair and I don't feel like it's representative. Um, I don't think that like, you know, however many um, people, right, are, are voting on that. Like I've lost so much respect for systems that are so revered. I was in um, mm-hmm. Stockholm and uh, 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 Oslo. Uh, in Norway and Sweden this past summer and I was at the Nobel Peace Prize Museums. And you know how they pick the Nobel Peace Prizes? Uh, By past winners. Past winners nominate people. So if all the past winners are men, think about it. Mm -hmm. And I literally point blank asked the woman who was giving the tour of the center and she was like, well, we're working on it and blah, blah, blah. But like, it's all men. So I'm sitting here going, you know, these people have done incredible things I do not discount what they have done, but this award does not mean as much to me anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the Academy Award does not mean as much to me anymore. Like, you know, Julia Roberts' performance in Aaron Brockovich, t- to make it kind of full circle, like it, 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 she did a wonderful job, and that does not make her performance any less incredible, right? Uh, but the award itself, I just feel like so many people are deserving of that. Um, that and and you see it played out every day, right? Like mm-hmm. I have friends on Broadway who uh, who are incredible, and they're not winning Tonys, or friends who can't get on Broadway but should be on Broadway. Yeah. Women like you who should probably have your own TV show but don't like. I just, I guess, don't put value on that because I think there are so many incredible people out there who can't, mm-hmm. who can't get in the spotlight. And if we create a culture of plenty instead of a culture of scarcity, right, mm-hmm. which Hollywood is super good at doing, being like, you're not good and you're only good enough when, you're only good enough if, then we can go ahead and play by our own rules and say, this is what we value. Somebody who's created something fucking brilliant and, oh, you know, all of these other people think it's brilliant too and it doesn't matter that it lives on a YouTube player Mm -hmm. it's so amazing to us I think one of the lead questions we get um to be honest now that I'm thinking about it it's actually mostly for men is how do you find all of this good content like Mm -hmm. how did you know where to do that and and granted this is not usually coming from people in the entertainment tech space it's usually coming from people in the tech space so they're not familiar with the world and we every time we just go it's everywhere it's like, everywhere women yeah. are so hungry and working yeah. so hard right now working so, so hard. hard so hard only to have the youtube algorithm not reward <laughs> their yeah. pieces yeah. yeah 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 so it's like Blue fever. if the if the <laughs> world wasn't set up for you to play in then why are you playing in it why don't we, even play that why, game why are we playing in it because we're afraid that if we don't we're gonna miss out on something you know what i mean i with harvey i just think it's like you know he um and you were saying like that he he's helped many young actresses or or many many people climb the ladder and uh achieve goals i just say to that nobody's all bad i really don't think oh yeah yeah totally he's probably got some really great qualities but um and that doesn't negate the work he's done but i think at the same time like we need to remove him from any position of power within our industry because our industry impacts everyone because mm-hmm. everyone watches media like so it shapes globally. culture globally it shapes culture and you can't have the if one of the heads of hollywood is sexually harassing women and thinking that that was playing by the rules even if it was in the 60s and 70s that's a problem but it's like our fucking president you know 
<laughs> yeah, it's tough when the guy at the very top is um, worse than mm-hmm. everybody else. But we have an know. episode in Transylvania for that, don't worry. Yeah. Good, I it's love it. Just... I was just playing devil's advocate, by the way. I 100% agree it's time to kick Harvey out. Like, oh, no, no, no. I school. know you do. I just think <laughs> it's like it's like everything's not everything's not black and white. But, yeah, that's um, true. You know, and it's just like nobody's perfect. But uh, also, like, I'm not perfect, but I don't go around, like, sexually harassing people. Yeah, so. I don't uh, make anybody who wants to work for me, like, massage me while I'm naked. Like, yeah, it's pretty easy that. that he was not naked. sexually <laughs> he harass was, people. He was naked, yeah. not the one. Yeah, he was naked, yeah. You have to go out of your way to be a, that kind of creep. You have to go out of your way to get <laughs> it's naked. A, like, you have to yeah. take your clothes off. <laughs> you have to do some shit to, yeah. like, get your clothes off. I also think it's 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 a power thing, right? I mean, sex yes, and power 100%. connected, but it's, like, a total power move on. He almost just pushed and pushed and pushed to see how far he could go. Yeah. How powerful he actually was. And the fact that our culture um, made those women feel like they had no other choice you know, mm-hmm. other than to massage yeah, a yeah, naked, hairy, yeah, fat man yeah. for but, their job as a secretary or whatever the fuck they were. Sure, an actress. Especially when you were already famous, too, sometimes, mm. you know? It's just like, or already established in some yeah. way. Because Let's find her power. Yeah, yeah, because gatekeepers have in the past in Hollywood been real, and they still are real in a lot of ways, although it's breaking down very quickly with the internet. Thank God. Mm-hmm. What are the long-term goals for Blue Fever? Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are the long-term goals for Blue Fever? Uh, world, world domination. domination. <laughs> we want to change the way that women see themselves and the way that the world sees us. And I don't care how we do it. Yeah. It can be on a big screen, or it can literally be on this phone right here. It can be via text message. It can be in an app. I mm-hmm. don't care how glamorous it is, as long as it is effective. Mm-hmm. Marius. <laughs> yeah would you yeah I will get married on next Saturday and, and then, then I will divorce him and then I will come back here and I will marry you thank you done you heard it I here it. you heard it he's first. literally Sorry, gonna babe. cry himself to sleep and he's like 6'4 <laughs> and like beautiful and but he's I gonna made you vegan two beds <laughs> yeah he's a pumpkin um, pumpkin cupcake so final question because this has been an amazing time but Aww. we should you know let our pussies breathe <laughs> it's hot in here it's hot sincerely <laughs> this clam bake is bacon it's bacon. bacon the yeah, oven is on too hot legit. Legit. you didn't yeah. tell me it was an oven it was an actual clam bake tonight with so temperature lovely. anyway what are all the ways that we can boost the blue fever signal oh you guys, that's so sweet. Also, we've had, I feel like I've gotten to know you guys more, even though we I did know. most of the talking. So I know, like, I know. Paul Joe nice. really so loved good. the But yeah. thank you. Like, this yeah. is so, so sweet. We feel so, like, loved on. Oh, my right God. We're are. so glad you guys could come. You're, like, very inspiring. Yeah. Oh. Super. <laughs> Super duper. Yeah. And yeah. oh, P.S. We're going to keep sending you all our content. <laughs> Please. Oh, yeah. But when we were discussing, like, before yes. you guys got here, we're like, these are two women who make good on all of their promise. Like, oh. I mean, not to, like, shit on women trying to help women. But, like, I, I do feel like sometimes these, like, women foundations or women things yeah. feel a little shallow. Like, I haven't yeah. actually felt supported by a lot of them. Yeah. I have felt so fucking supported by blue fever oh, oh it's awesome. i'm serious <laughs> it is, it's every awesome. time i email you you email me yeah. back like immediately you've put out everything i've asked like you have like supported me and Lindsay for like totally. every single ask you guys you are the first on. people to put up the short film i released this year too your first ones to like signal boost it so like thank yeah for it's real. like thank you real, like you yeah. guys are like actually practicing what you preach 
It's amazing. I'm going to sleep so good tonight. I, mean, I did it's, not it's, sleep good last night. Thank you really, so much. It's really, really special. Like, yeah. I, I, Fuck. it's like, like legit, you're like legitimate supporting women. Yeah. And like that Thank signal you. boost, like, as you said, you, you start a fever, like one person boosts you and then more yeah. people boost mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And it's like, it's you cool. guys sometimes start the boost and it's like, thank you. Well, and we want this to be for everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like literally we created this because it's like, okay, I have this problem as a creator. Okay. She's got this problem and yeah. she has this problem. If we solve it for quote unquote us, right? Like we solve, but we, you can we can't replicate that. We can replicate it. And also we can't solve it alone, right? Like we can't take the library of Lloyd and I's work and be like, oh, this is <laughs> Here's six videos. <laughs> <laughs> one feature from like multiple Watch it again and again and again. <laughs> Do you want the behind the scenes oh my again? God, it would be so rough. <laughs> but like we're, our whole thing is like, I, honestly, like watching your stuff and watching all this other stuff, I get so excited. I'm like, this is so good. It's like when we're watching, I know. you know, waiting for Guffman, I'm like, yeah. people need to watch this. Yeah. It is fucking, I've never seen anything like it. It's fantastic. Yeah. That gets me excited to mm-hmm. share. So uh, that is such an honor, like, to hear you guys say that. Like, like can I can't, I, I can't even. You, you asked us what you can do to support Blue Fever. One, like, Thank you for having us on this podcast. Thank you for your yeah, energy. You are. Your energy more than anything. Thank you for creating. <laughs> like, thank you. Keep keep doing you and keep, like, being fearless and, like, Aww. and making stuff. Because that's, one, how you can help Blue Fever. Two, in a more, like, practical way and less woo-woo, <laughs> um, you can tell people and, like, mm-hmm. give them a link and be like, hey, sign up. Because this not only helps, like, women, this helps people like me, right? Because the more audience we get the more of your content we can release the more data we can gather the more money we can get yeah Yeah. because i can't like we need to be able to go out and fundraise with like phenomenal numbers yeah yeah and to be like you cannot ignore me now Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you cannot ignore me yep i would say uh one of the things we've been leaning towards is this curation via mood and emotion as opposed to genre and like type of content Mm -hmm. and we've been getting a lot of traction that way so if if there's ever, if you're ever like around a friend, right, who's like, God, like just feeling like shit about whatever, like literally we are building our company to take care of that problem so cool. through yeah. entertainment. So it's like actually solving an issue for the audience member in that moment. And we just pair up the perfect piece of content for you, which is why like Binge feels so honestly I mean, right for this audience. Yeah. And what Imagine they text us film about. being yeah. emotional. Imagine it being. An emotive experience. Oh, yeah. wow, that's so weird. Mm-hmm. Imagine a woman being the first filmmaker. Wow, that's so weird. Alice. Oh, women, it's, an, it's an emotional experience. Yeah. yeah. And you super just tech talked it. Like if I were a tech investor, because they always are like, what is the problem you're solving? Yeah. And you yeah. just put it in those words. So mm-hmm. freaking A, you guys are going to raise so much money. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I <laughs> hope. Can you please like tweet that out to God? Yes. <laughs> Does anybody have a God, God handle? Fucking Does rich. Have an at God handle? Yes. I hope God, someone God, has no I'm yeah sure. at God is a parody account and he's actually a genius oh I love it yeah you guys this has been an amazing time thank you uh, clams thank you, thank thank you, you for so. listening blue fever thank you for being here uh, no. please listen rate subscribe reach out on social media we are welcome to the clam bake on Instagram we are clam bake pod on Twitter we and love go you go get your motherfucking daily videos please three text times a week blue fever mm-hmm. please say the website mm-hmm. one more time do yourself a favor T-E-X-T-B-F dot com. 
and it go on the web and sign up there with your phone number. And super text easy. You. And then they'll text, text you. Easy. And then you'll text back I'm and forth forever. I'm looking at right now. So yes. excited. <laughs> Thanks, Yay. Clams. Bye. Welcome to the Clam Bake. It's the opposite of a sausage fest. Just a couple of vaginas talking. What's a creative podcast network?